Hey, self-lovers, I am so glad you are here. Today is a full episode about the word grief. And I know that grief can sound depressing and sad, but we're going to talk about it today in a learning way, because guess what? We all are somewhere in the grief process with something. So sit back, relax, put a smile on your face, because sometimes we have to talk about the hard things in life to normalize them and to accept them and to move through them. And I will guide you in this journey today with the topic of grief in just a few minutes. In my last self-love quickie, when we talked about the word selfish, I invited you to share with me, I would love to hear about where you listen to my podcast. Do you listen in the car? Do you listen while taking your dog for a walk? Are you curled up in bed or a safe, comfy spot on your couch with a glass of wine? I want to get to know you and I want to know where you listen to this podcast because I believe and I know that you showing up for yourself by listening to podcasts and giving yourself what you need is self-love and that's a huge self-love win. So reach out to me on Instagram at Jenny underscore Drake underscore DM me. Let me know where you listen to my podcast so that we can get to know each other and that we can connect through this virtual world, right? We all need more connection. And us self-lovers who are showing up for ourselves definitely have a soul-to-soul connection. I would love to invite you to my Monday Motivation Tribe. We meet every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific time on Zoom. It's a group of women that we talk about self-love wins. I do some one-on-one coaching for those that want it, but we talk about our self-love wins, our self-love struggles, what we love about ourselves, and it is just a beautiful, beautiful safe space to kick off your week and to set the tone right of looking inward, loving inward, so that we can show up in this world as our highest self. So if you would like an invitation to Monday Motivation Tribe, again, please find me on Instagram at Jenny underscore Drake underscore or my website, Jenny-Drake.com. We will be right back with this enlightening, uplifting episode on the topic of grief. Hello, and welcome to Falling in Love with Yourself. We all want more love, right? Most of us spend a lifetime looking for love, but we look for it from external sources like romantic relationships, family members, careers, even food, drugs, or material items. My name is Jenny Drake, and this podcast is to guide you back to your greatest source of love, yourself. We have been conditioned to believe that loving ourselves first is selfish. It's not selfish. As a matter of fact, it is the pathway to happiness, joy, and fulfillment. 
The root of all of our happiness and unhappiness begins with the relationship we have with ourselves. We hear often that we need more self-love, but I'm here to teach you how. Whether you are single or in a relationship, a stay-at-home mom or a CEO, in college or retired, we all can grow in areas of self-acceptance, self-compassion, self-trust, and self-fulfillment. I'm divorced. I'm an empty nester. I'm a mother of two living her best life. Now I'm living my best life. I'm also a recovering perfectionist, recovering control freak, recovering people pleaser, and I used to be a martyr. I also have the gift of gab and transparency, so you will hear lots and lots of details about how I practice my recovery and all of these traits and how I have grown through the process of loving myself. I will share exercises and suggestions that I use with my coaching clients that have helped break down barriers in all areas of life. So grab a mug or a glass and fill it with your favorite beverage. Find a cozy spot and consider this a date with yourself. Are you excited to fall madly and deeply back in love with yourself? Welcome back. So the reason I wanted to do a full episode on grieving and loving yourself through grief is what I have learned is that we are always grieving. There's always a part of us that is going through the grief process in some way, shape, or form. And I've learned this over and over again. And so I wanted to have this conversation with you to normalize it, to bring it up, to bring it to the surface so that we can recognize where these feelings are coming from and move through them and continue to progress on our grieving journey. So sometimes grieving can manifest itself in our body, soul, and life through difficulty sleeping. It can also come up when we are triggered and we don't understand that grief Unresolved grief um, is the basis of that trigger. And of course, sadness, depression, loneliness, hopelessness, that can really be a sign or reminder about grief. So I've learned this as I go through my emotional um, journey and when I pause and I realize and I, I really kind of retrospectively dive down to where my emotion is coming from, I have come to learn that grieving is not just for loved ones that we lose through death, There are many, many, many things that we grieve throughout our life 
And as I said, we are never fully done grieving. <laughs> That's Jupiter in the background. Um, it's okay to grieve. It's normal to grieve. Grief is a part of our human experience. And again, each and every one of us is grieving in some way. Now, when we think of the word grief, we can have some attachments to it. We can definitely push it away or be impatient with grief. We want to get through it quickly so that we can not feel the emotions that are associated with it. But here, of course, we can, we can think of grief when we think of it, the death of a loved one, a person in our life, or even a pet in our life. We, but grieving also can be for past relationships that have ended. Part of breaking up and divorce is you're going through the grieving cycle. We can also grieve our past and beautiful moments from our past. And I'll talk a little bit. I have a couple stories to share with you about how this came up for me. And then, of course, we also grieve the fantasies about our future when we realize that our life isn't headed in that direction. So grieving is about letting go. It's about coming into acceptance of what is change, loss, coming into acceptance and beginning to let go. But we don't let go of everything. And I'll talk a little bit about that in a few minutes. Some important reminders, and you might want to take out your journal. I hope you always listen to my podcast with a journal or the notes section of your phone, because my purpose with this podcast is just to help you think, reflect, heal, grow, process in certain things. And maybe there are some things coming up for you when I said, grieving the past or grieving the future that we have found that we're not going to have. Maybe some things are coming up for you. So I really want to encourage you to pause the podcast if needed and use this podcast as a tool to help you kind of go inward with your journal and just process whatever's coming up for you. So here are some things, here are some reminders about grief. And sometimes we need these reminders when other people are grieving or if we have found out that it's time for us to do a little bit more grieving. First of all, nobody handles grief the same. We can't expect ourselves to grieve the same way that someone else did 
who is going through the same thing. So for example, that comparison, we, we always hear comparison is a thief to joy and comparison is one of the blocks of self-love. When we are comparing our grief journey to someone else who has gone through divorce, who has gone through a breakup, who has lost a loved one, a child, a parent, a spouse, a sibling, a friend, a pet. If we compare ourselves with their journey of grief, we are only putting off and distracting ourselves from our own journey. So nobody handles grief the same. This really became a big lesson in my life after the death of my mom. It's almost been four years. I was constantly reminded by my higher power to remind my dad of not handling grief the same. He had expectations. He had comparisons about how other people had handled, you know, nobody nobody knows how they're going to handle it. And he was in a place of judgment of how he was grieving. And I was the mouthpiece of God, just reminding him that his way is the right way. There is no way, there's no right or wrong way to grieve. I also noticed and was in acceptance of my mom's five children. We all continue to grieve her death differently and that's okay. It's not my place to teach my siblings how their journey should be and it's not their place to teach me mine. Um... We're all on our own path. Of course, we can support each other, but everybody deals with it differently. And the more we can take judgment out of someone else's grief journey, the better it will be. The second reminder about grief is it is a journey and a process and it takes time and there is no finish line. When you lose someone significant in your life or when you go through something so life-altering like divorce, I know that I will be grieving parts of my divorce and parts of my, my loved ones that have left this, this life. I will be grieving them and that situation till the day I die. Now, that doesn't mean I am stuck in sadness, despair, hopelessness. You know, there are stages of grief and we can get through to a happier, more fulfilling, more joyful space. But there is a part of our soul that will always grieve because here's the thing, our soul my soul was connected to my mom. My soul was connected to my 22-year marriage. And my soul will always be connected to those things. And because they are not a part of my existence here on earth anymore, my soul will continue to grieve them. So 
I want to pause there and I want to help you understand that grieving does not have to be a negative thing. It does not have to be, yes, there are there is discomfort and sadness and difficulty in parts of grieving, but it is not all that. The other understanding that I want to remind you about grief is that it's very normal. Um, nobody griefs the same. There is no finish line. And the third one is it's very, very normal. It's a human process that all humans are going through. And some humans don't understand. Some people in our life don't understand that they're grieving. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation today. Um, some of the ways that grief have been triggered in my life is I didn't understand that it was grief that I was feeling when I go to my storage unit and I feel not sad because I'm really happy with the process of our divorce. Like once we decided to get a divorce, the process was of course difficult, but we went through it in a very, we, may, we went through our difficult situation in the best way possible. Um, if you want to hear more about my divorce, you can go back um, and look through the podcast episodes. Um, I talked a lot about it in the uncertainty episode, in the relationship episode, in the identity crisis episode. I pretty much talk upon, touch upon my divorce in almost every episode. Um, but though I was happy with the, with progressing and healing through the divorce, there was, there is this sense when I go to my storage unit of, uh, it's just an icky feeling. And I really started to think about why, and it is grief. It is grief about the past. It is grief about the happy moments that we had in our um, family. It is grief about my children being young and carefree and happy. It is grief about, again, I touched upon it at the beginning. It's grief about all the plans in the future that we thought we were going to have and that we didn't. And so sometimes I pause at my storage unit and I just sit in it, recognize it, understand it, welcome it. And then as I move through those grief feelings, then I move into, but how beautiful of a life I have now and how beautiful this present moment is. And I'm so blessed and I'm so grateful of 
where that difficulty, where I'm at now. Yes, my future is not, or my present is not what my past future thought it was going to be. That, that's very, very confusing. Hopefully you understand, but it is even better. And I'll touch upon that in just a moment again. I also recognize grief when I go, when I would go back to my childhood home and I've gone there, I didn't recognize that it was grief for a really, really long time. And I, I've opened up about this on my Instagram page, um, recently, but when I would go to my childhood home, I love being there. It actually just sold this week, side note. And my dad is relocating. So that's been a process. And that has what is what brought up um, a lot of this introspection and reflection about grieving and that it has really been part of my grieving process, um, having the house up for sale. So I'll talk about that in just a moment, but, um, I've always gone back to that childhood home with so much, um, it's my home. It's where I grew up and I loved being there, but there was an underlying feeling of aching. That's the only way that I could describe it on the surface. And the majority of myself was very happy, cozy, comforting, loving when I would go to my childhood home. But then there was also this underlying ache. And again, it was the grieving for the past, the grieving for the future that I was going to have that I don't have. And then recently, as after my mom passed away, going back to that house, because that house was so her, the beautiful English garden was her heaven on earth, and it still is so beautiful. Um, but every time I would go back to my childhood home, I would revisit it, revisit the grieving process of my mom. And I, again, this is where we're, we, we are reframing grieving. I look for these opportunities to help me move through my grieving journey. I don't push them away. I don't um, attach negativity. I sh she's been gone almost four years. I should be over this by now. All of that is ego-based and that only stunts our journey. So as these feelings come up, whether it be my storage unit or my childhood home, I embrace, I recognize and embrace this is more of an opportunity to grieve. And it's difficult. And there's been times where I've sat in the garden and cried. And I just move through it. Because I know that that's what is needed for my soul in the moment to progress forward. Um, 
now the house is sold and um, it has helped me to understand that the memories, the feelings, and the love that we had in that house and my mom will always be a part of me. And regardless of not ever going back to that house or people changing it, other people living in it, my experiences there are a part of, of my DNA, of my soul. And that, that is extremely, extremely helpful. Um, can we prepare for grieving? There's a question. Can we prepare for grieving? Of course, I have a dog right now who is 14. He's sitting at my feet as I speak. He's mostly blind, pretty much deaf. He has congestive heart failure. I know that my days are limited with him. And I do ponder, how can I prepare myself for the inevitable? Because one of these days, he's going to leave my life. Can I prepare for that? The answer is yes and no, is what I believe. I, if you talk to my sister, you'd pro she'd probably tell you, I've been preparing for his death since the day I brought him home when he was eight weeks old, because there's a part of me, the ego part of me, the protection part of me that is usually thinking, okay, um, I'm going to embrace this moment because I don't know how long I will have him. Um, I've always kind of talked about the inevitable because I knew that my little Shih Tzu's life was going to be less than mine and less than my kids. And so how do we prepare? I think just that is embracing the moments that we have with the people that we love, embracing the present circumstances that we have, the relationships that we have, the, you know, as, as, much as we can be in the moment and from a place of gratitude is how to prepare for when things change that we will have to grieve, in my opinion. I also um, remember very, very specifically, and I'm going to um, revisit, and I know I've talked about it in other podcast episodes, it was such a specific pivotal moment for, for me, a pivotal time when my mom was transitioning from this world to the next. Um, this is, you know, here's a trigger warning. I will be talking about the death of my mom. So if you are not comfortable with that, I just want to prepare you. Um, it happened fairly quickly we knew that she was sick, but the doctors were not being aggressive in any diagnosis or they were basically treating her for um, discomfort, but we did not know that she had cancer throughout 
her whole, um, the cavity of her stomach and, um, any female parts that she had left. We did not know this. The diagnosis came and 28 days later she passed. Um, I'm very grateful for that time period. I'm grateful that it was not longer because those 28 days were extremely difficult on the family and on her. She was in significant pain in those 28 days. However, I am, I think it was the perfect amount of time because I was able to have both of my children come say goodbye. Um, and we really got to sit in those 28 days and start the grieving process. Um, at this time, she was at home in Northern California. I live in Southern California. I had a full-time job, um, not the jobs that I have now where I make my own schedule, thank goodness. But at that time, my schedule was decided for me, um, as was many of my siblings. And we were kind of leapfrogging, except for one angelic sister who stayed the entire time with my dad. But the rest of us were leapfrogging back and forth to be there with her, with my dad, um, with the other siblings at home as much as we could. And I remember being so filled with spirituality during that time. I was um, stepping away from organized religion and I was having my own temper tantrum with God, but my soul was filled during those 28 days with something I cannot describe, a power that was greater than anything that I could have brought into my soul. It was an incredibly beautiful time for me to be with my mom. And I actually looked forward to being with her. She was not lucid for much of the time. Sometimes she was, sometimes she wasn't. But what I did when I would sit next to her and lay awake with her all night, because she, at night she would be so uncomfortable, is I would rub her feet, rub her chest, and rub her hands with either lotion or essential oils. I don't know where that thought came to me, but serving her, touching her, comforting her became how... I started the grieving process because in those moments, those precious, amazing moments, I was telling myself and I was coming to acceptance. Actually, I'm going to pause and I'm going to go back. I wasn't telling myself. It was being told to me that the mom that walks down that hallway in her cute little shorts and the mom that's in her apron in the kitchen. That mom is a mom of the past and I will not see that mom again. This mom that is laying here that I'm serving is my mom right now. And there will be a time in the near future 
that I won't be able to be physically with my mom. Those thoughts, the fact that the mom that I was used to was no longer going to be in my life, embracing the presence of the situation of my mom in that moment, and we didn't know how long it was going to take. Death is something that we cannot force, manage, or control. We had no idea if it was going to be three months, six months, two days. So the only choice was to be in the present moment with her. And the more that I was able to embrace her, her soul, and start to let go of her physical body, the time that it happened, I felt a little bit more prepared for and the time afterwards, because I really started to nurture the soul relationship with my mother in preparation for the body relationship to be gone. Now, I'm not going to say it's easy, of course. I still miss the physical being of my mom every single day. However, I know that I have a spiritual and soul relationship with my mom. And I believe that that is very strong within me because right before her passing, those 28 days, that's what I started focusing on. I started focusing on our soul connection the things that we would talk about in those precious moments was how she would continue to show up for me in my life, how she would continue to show up for my children in their life. And I can't tell you that how much I believe that I feel my mom's presence in my life on a regular basis. And that, my friends, is how I have been able to get through the grieving process. There are moments every day, whether I'm walking Jupiter and I see flowers that she loved, I say, thank you, mom, or hi, mom, or I love you, mom. There's a great um, experience just recently, I, like I said, in preparation for my dad selling the house, um, I had been up there more frequently and my mom and dad's kitchen was iconic. It was decorated iconically with beautiful cobalt and white, um, tiles, backsplash. My dad and my brother did a ton of custom woodworking shelves. This kitchen was amazing to look at, but it was the gathering place for everything. My mom would always be in the kitchen in her apron, either baking, cooking, uh, preparing some sort of food. Her love language was acts of service through acts of service, but specifically and most frequently through food and, and, that kind of thing. Um, and then we'd be on the other side of the island around the kitchen table, whether we were watching the San Francisco Giants or playing 
gin rummy or just talking, having, I am a deep talker because of that kitchen and the convert, like that's what we do. So anyway, just recently within the last few months, I was sitting around that very same kitchen table um, and right outside the kitchen window are some climbing roses, bright red. And uh, my mom was also an amazing gardener. And my dad had told me that these two finches are constantly coming to the window and perching their little, um, perching their little feet and beaks on the window screen, almost like, like a bird um, sanctuary, but it's outside the window and they tap on the window with their beaks and they go back and forth. He says, because my dad is very logical, he says that they go to those red roses, suck out the nectar or whatever from the rose hips and get drunk. And they don't know what they're doing on the window. And I looked at it as, nope, that's mom. That's mom. It's either some way, shape, or form. She's telling us. She's here with us. She's still part of our conversation. That's mom. You might think I'm crazy. You might turn off the podcast right now. That's totally fine. But I'm telling you this because that is how I grieve, is I choose to look for her in every, for, in every opportunity that I can. Um. Some people aren't like that, and that's totally, totally okay. So I'm going to pause, and I'm going to ask you, what are you grieving right now? It doesn't have to be a person, place, or thing. It could be a circumstance or a belief or an expectation that didn't come to pass. What are you grieving right now? And how... Have you been grieving it? Have you allowed yourself and embraced the grieving process and detach from any negative associations with the process of grieving? Have you prepared yourself somehow for things to come? that you will need to grieve. And let me reiterate, we don't know how we are going to show up when something happens. So there is no way to completely prepare for what we will need to grieve. But we will need to grieve. It's inevitable. It's part of being human. And I believe that being present in the moment and being grateful will help us in that process when the time comes. So here are some tips. If you are needing more, here are three things that you could do right now if this podcast episode has brought things up in you and you don't know quite where to turn. Tip number one, recognize grief and don't be afraid of it. It's a gift of growth and healing that we all 
move through. So don't push away the painful feelings. If you notice, when I got emotional, choked up, I didn't apologize for it. I moved through it with you. And you can do that for yourself. So number one is recognize grief and don't be afraid of it. Number two, embrace the truth within your soul. My truth is that my mom is always with me and I look for connections with her daily. My truth is, is that like if in the grief, I'm referencing the grief of past relationships that didn't end till death do us part. Um, my truth is I have faith that my plan was never as amazing as what God and the universe has in store for me. And I lean into that every day. My truth is about the past, about my children grieving, you know, my children as they were young is we can cherish and nurture those memories because they're always ours and embrace the adult children, the amazing adult children that they've grown into. So number one was recognize grief and don't be afraid of it. Number two is embrace your truth from within your soul. And this is a really great time to journal about what your truths are. I just gave you some of mine. And then number three is find support. Find a group, a divorce group, a loss group. My sweet friend, he just lost his precious dog. And that was the love of his life so far. He has been struggling and working through the difficult parts of grieving. And he just told me that he found a pet support group that he's going to try. And he's so excited for it. Finding support. There are people out there that understand and are going through exactly what you're going through. Their grieving process is different, but we can still support each other. So find a group, find a coach. You're talking to one, yours truly reach out to me to help you, to guide you. Also a therapist. I see a therapist on a regular basis. I am the coach that I am because I see a therapist or find a friend who understands your grief and will help hold space for you. So number one, recognize grief and don't be afraid of it. Number two, embrace the truth within your soul. And number three, find support. My friends, thank you so, so much for showing up to me for this very heartfelt, deep, and sometimes uncomfortable conversation about grief. I am here for you. I love you. You are so worthy of moving through grief in a loving way so that you can be supported, comforted, happy. I am here for you. Thank you so, so much for listening. As always, I hope to hear from you. I hope to hear how this podcast episode spoke to you, uplifted you, healed you, 
or even just made you think, please reach out to me on Instagram at Jenny underscore Drake underscore or on my website at Jenny-Drake.com. I can't wait to hear from you. If you would be so gracious, do you mind hopping over if you're listening on YouTube to the um, to the page that says falling in love with yourself, my uh, page, scroll down, you can leave me a rating or a review. I would be so, so very grateful. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you next week for another self love quickie. Much love.